like it's uh there's an i instead of an e b n i s i h finish gosh i love that i I got that i recorded that so now everyone knows how to say your name I've heard it so many times. I, I respond better to Banesh now than I do Benish. Like I'll snap my head at Banesh. It's Benish. so it's so funny that no matter like no matter what your name is, someone's gonna mispronounce it. It could be John Smith, <laughs> and someone's gonna find a way. And they make it and they make it way more complicated. Like they put some like French accent on it. Oh Banesh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like All right. we go ahead and try. Yeah. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Sandcast, everybody. We are sponsored by Wilson, your favorite volleyball. And today we have a guest on the show who is one of the big time up and coming blockers on tour, Andy Benish. <laughs> that was perfect. Thanks for having Nailed me. Nailed it. Yeah. Heck yeah. We're stoked to have you on, dude. I've actually been really interested in uh, what your plans are. Uh, I heard there was a little partner mix up here that that is spicing up your career but uh yeah, yeah i'm interested to hear uh about what what the next few years are going to look like for you yeah i'm uh, i'm kind of interested to see where it goes too i'm uh kind of playing it day by day but um yeah i was i was really excited when uh billy allen texted me a couple weeks ago and asked if i wanted to play um the avp and the the inner or some of the international tournaments hopefully so um obviously uh you know it's really difficult conversation with Eric because uh, we had a good thing going and um, you know this year was not even a, a real year um, so it was uh, it was definitely difficult um, but you know I thought I felt like it was the the right choice for my career and uh, I know Eric's gonna bounce back he's a great player and uh, I know he teamed up with Troy so that'll be a fun team to watch too so uh, yeah, for sure. yeah, I'm really excited yeah I think you both seems like you both kind of ended up in a good place yeah um definitely probably benefited from the partnership sounds like you guys got more training in together than you did competition because right. of last year but i mean that's kind of how it works that when you guys are at the level you're at you you want to be leveling up i mean in an ideal world you found that partner early on and you grow with them but that's not exactly how it usually works yeah usually you're trying right. to get picked up by that veteran uh, to kind of expedite the process. So sounds like right. you're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. And I know Billy, um, you know, he has a bunch of volleyball knowledge and I'm, I'm still learning and I think he'll really help with, uh, you know, being able to look at the game from different perspectives and, you know, how to set up strategy and stuff. So I thought it was a, a really good move. And obviously I'm really excited. He's sides out like a champ. So, um, yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. It's that high line, it, that high line of Billy's just watching. <laughs> so pure. It reminds me a little bit of um, you getting scooped up by hide and try. Who also um, has a really nice high line. Who also has a really nice <laughs> high line, but kind of similar. Cause how old was, was John when he picked you up? I mean, low forties or upper thirties. Um, yeah. Like he was like 40. Yeah. So a little, a little older than Billy, but you know, and you beat him before and then you get picked up andy yeah. you and adam beat billy you, know, uh, you, get, you get noticed <laughs> that's how it works. Some respect. yeah you gotta beat him and earn that respect yeah heck yeah well, the funny thing is the the first um the first ever avp main job match i played we qualified me and cole fears um up in san francisco mm -hmm. and we played billy and, and uh ryan Doherty, and they 
I mean, they spanked us. It must have been like 12 and eight or something. And we, we walked <laughs> off the court. I was like, yeah, that, that was, uh, that was probably what we, uh, we deserved for our uh, ego check. So <laughs> you guys were the biggest sandbaggers in that qualifier though. You yeah. were like the last one of the last seeds. Cause I remember you were playing miles and Kyle who were the one seed in the qualifier. And I, I'd yeah, never seen time. you play before. I was like, who is this monster that's seated like Q 55. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Damn. yeah that, was a, that was a fun one. We, uh, <laughs> we just ran fours the entire time and it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> what um did you kind of expect a call from a bigger player uh not that eric's not a big player but i mean you're you're six nine ish you handset really well you've had some big some big wins you know including one over billy and stafford and you've really only been playing qualifiers for a handful of years and even then it's not like you were you really only traveled for one full year um so did you expect that or did you expect maybe a little bit one more season of sort of grooming and, and kind of figuring things out before you got a, a promotion, yeah, so to speak. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I usually don't try to think about the, you know, the volleyball community, you know, switching partners and stuff too much. Cause you know, even look at last year, people teamed up and then right before the tournament, you know, everyone, everyone's <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I right. remember, uh, Adam told me, he's like, there's only one person in the world that, um, knows he's not going to leave his partner and that's uh, whoever Phil's playing with. It's so, nice. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I mean, I was, I was hoping, you know, you, you always hope to work hard and, you know, somebody notices that's a little bit above you and picks you up. That's, you know, the goal, but I was more concerned about um, my personal development. I felt like if I got to um, a certain skill level that, you know, those opportunities would open up for me. I didn't have to, to try to go chase them. So where do you think you're at in terms of your skill level? Like, what did you learn? What have you learned in the past couple of years? Um, Cause you, you have a, an indoor background. You were excellent at yeah. USC, had a year in Switzerland. Um, and then not a huge fan of that. And then no. Came no. back. Um, so how do you think your, your beach skill set has progressed? I mean, my touch is definitely getting a lot better. That's why I try to play as much as I possibly can. Um, you know, partially the moving in sand, but I think the first like six months I could, I could barely move in, in the sand. <laughs> um, and then once I kind of got that down, um, you know, my, I think my passing and my settings gotten a lot better over, over the last year. Um, and then I think um, my, my next biggest kind of focus is going to be really cleaning up my block and um, like the footwork and the preparation that goes into it. So um, I, I, I'm very happy with how far I've come, especially coming from indoor playing middle, not, not having any passing reps, you know, my entire life, you know, it's funny. Uh, the only person that's ever tried to teach me how to pass is try. And he probably doesn't remember this, but he came to, uh, one of our high school practices, um, and, uh, he stayed with me for like 30 minutes after. And I was, I probably shanked like every single ball, but um, (laughs) I I remember this is, I I vividly remember you saying, yeah, just shrug your shoulders, shrug your shoulders more. And I still, (laughs) I still try to do that. So that's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, the skills that I've, I've built up to this point, I'm, I'm definitely happy with, with where I'm at, but, um, you know, I still think there's a lot of stuff I can clean up in my game. Um, you know, just to be more consistent and add, add more tools to, um, you know, my offensive repertoire. So um, still a lot of growth to go. 
Yeah, dude, I actually do remember coming out to practices at um, PV. And I remember you because I was like, the, your team's, you know, there's some good players, but you were in the middle and you were, but you were diving for balls and you were hand setting balls. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, and, and you're physically a, a, another level above everyone else. But I was like, when I see a middle who likes diving and likes the ball control stuff and is actually has a good touch, like that's, yeah. that's when, you know, someone's going to go to the next level. And I mean, sure enough, you went to SC and uh, I mean, honestly, that's the best case scenario for a player coming out to the beach, really. Cause when yeah. you have that size, especially in this day and age, that's kind of exactly what you're looking for. Someone that actually has the size and the indoor middle blocker blocking ability, but then has the outside hitter ball control and hands and whatnot. So right. I, I do remember that. And, and ever since when I saw you come out, I was like, all right, let's see, let's see if it all pans out and slowly, sure enough, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think also a lot of that comes from uh, me and me and Cole, the guy I went to uh, high school with that I played beach with. Yep. We played, we played so much one-on-one -on -one grass court. Like I know, I know you guys have the, the uh, baby court in Hawaii, yep. the two on two, it's basically the same thing. It's just one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and I was, I, I, remember asking our coach in high school i was like can i play a different position because i hated coming out for half the game and like not being able to you know sure. start passing bad it, it's not yeah. fun to play middle if your team's passing bad I'll right yeah that. for real. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point yeah no but totally those small reps when you're a kid and like playing with a guy like cole who's he wasn't an outside right he, no he actually played setter yeah oh, he was a setter but yes yeah. i mean you could tell like you guys took pride in like all the skills like right. being able to exactly. kind of do everything and then yeah. just like competing against a buddy like that is is huge because you're never going to admit that the other guy is better than you at setting or hitting or whatever you know so you just right. keep pushing each other's levels <laughs> and he beat me for probably two straight years on that grass court until i finally won a game so he didn't <laughs> take it easy on me you can thank him now yeah exactly <laughs> that's got to be one of the best ways to get better at, at all skills it is just one-on-one -on -one getting three touches because you got to pass you've got to set you've got to get your feet to the ball you've got to learn how to set your own hit <laughs> yeah yeah that's like the all-in-one package i feel like if you do that for a week heading into preseason you're going to come in ready to go it's all your touches yeah, for sure and the, the scariest part too is on grass when like you get if you're in system you're basically just sitting there waiting to get blown up, like completely <laughs> blown up. So that's where that's where all my weird digs that that come into play. I, I learned that from from playing grass court. So. Yeah, love it, dude. I didn't I didn't realize how much. Sorry, try you can go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I, um, some for some reason I didn't realize that you went to Switzerland and played out there. Um, yeah. But what did you? like or not like about about playing overseas and playing indoors and professional and that that I, I i had a little experience overseas too so i'm just curious um what you liked or didn't like yeah i mean i i kind of i talked to a bunch of people um before i went and you know it's kind of <laughs> i would say 90 percent of the people had the same experience and you're like oh it can't be that bad like you're just playing volleyball in a different country right um, when i went over there we were uh I mean, it was definitely the, the isolation and the loneliness was, was hard, but um, I think 
the, the worst part about my experience was I was fighting through some back pain. And I remember like, I couldn't even bend over to, to tie my shoes. And um, I had like three core zone shots in between my vertebrae. They were having me play like a week later. And I was like, this is, this is not for oh. me. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was definitely a painful experience. Um, I, I carried some of those injuries, you know, on from, from college. I was, I was pretty beat up at the end of my college career. So, um, but I, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I, I went and tried to try to do the experience, but I would not ever do it again in a million years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I mean, I, I had some good experiences just cause I had like good friends on all the teams that I went to. And then I was in Puerto Rico. So I was for two, they're kind of half seasons in Puerto Rico, but for two of those seasons, I was over there and like surfing every day. So it was, it was That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> um, but I did play in Turkey for half a season and that was very isolated. I didn't have a car. I was like yeah. up on the mountain. Luckily one guy on the team spoke English and just hung out with me every day, <laughs> but it, I, I couldn't, I wasn't going to go back to that town. It just was not yeah. for me. And if I did get injured, the, uh, every day the, the trainer would come up to me with a needle cause he was giving guys injections and be like, you want, you want? <laughs> Like, dude, get away from me i don't know what the hell's in that thing but i'm out of here but no i get that experience but i also do think it's super valuable that you got to experience that and kind of like walk into a town where the pressure's on you it's kind of not necessarily your team but you're the foreigner right so yeah you're expected to perform the fans are all kind of watching you um but just to experience that kind of pressure and and to like live with it and play with it um, is huge because yeah. I mean the pressure it's different on the beach but it's definitely not smaller than that as yeah. you keep going up yeah yeah and I, I'm, I'm also very thankful that you know it, it was a it was a hard experience for me because you know I at that point I you know couldn't really cook for myself couldn't really take care of myself and that I went to college you know in, in the area with uh, my mom around so it was good to realize, you know, get out of the house and like, all right, I need to figure out some stuff. So. We both went to the University of Spoiled Children. Where we yeah. had the Galen Center, dude. Yeah, exactly. It never gets as good as that ever again. Yeah. So. It's, it's like going backwards when you leave SC. You're like, I thought I was going to go pro and it was going to be like pro. No, no. When you're at SC, going pro is like way down there <laughs> yeah they're not they're not uh supported by the football teams in uh right. <laughs> yeah. so so wait andy have you played overseas any type of volleyball overseas since you left switzerland um just that maldives tournament that me and adam played. okay okay so you yeah. do you do have one good experience I do. Volleyball the yeah, i'll tell i'll tell you that the countries i visited for indoor volleyball el salvador Mexico twice, Canada, Belarus, Romania, not a lot of countries that are like, you know, the, the travel destination. The, travel destination. <laughs> so, the Maldives, I was like, all right, sweet. I finally get to go to a tournament and like, you know, enjoy the local scenery. Yeah. So. Man, I feel like you've had two, you're about to have another one of like volleyball's great mentors. So you had A-Rob. I mean, how was it learning under Adam. And I know that we had you guys on the podcast before, but now that you have, uh, you went from Adam to Eric, which are two completely different players and totally different people, totally different phases of life. Um, how valuable was that experience with Adam, someone who's been playing this for longer than Dahlhauser? 
you know, who's seen it all. Right. Yeah. No, I think um, Adam taught me a lot about, you know, how to uh, be a professional. Like if you really want to do this, that you got to sacrifice some stuff. And, um, you know, he, he taught me a lot about, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm the big guy in the partnership, you know, I got to put away every single ball that comes to me. So he, he helped build some confidence into me and um, kind of taught me, you know, how to do stuff off of the court. Um, comparing that with Eric, you know, Eric's obviously a very fiery player. Um, so he's more of a motivator on the court and um, trying to bring the energy up. So it's definitely, it's definitely two different people. Um, but they both, they both help me in different ways, you know, to gain confidence and to figure out um, the best ways to train off the court and the best ways to take care of your body. So the, the transition from professional indoors to quote unquote professional beach. So I I feel like it takes a while for a player to actually become kind of a true professional beach player where you're making a little bit of money and it's like, okay, you can kind of see a path in it. Did you, when you came back from Switzerland, did you know that you wanted to pursue the AVP or were you just kind of dabbling a little bit while also thinking what else can I do now that I'm home? Oh yeah. No, I was, I was completely (laughs) done when I came back. I, uh, I got a job at um, a financial advisory firm um, downtown, but I had to study for like seven months for these financial exams. So I was like, I was probably studying 10 hours a day and I would come outside. Cole, Cole would uh, pull me out to the beach. You know, I just wanted to get some fresh air and like exercise. I was, I had no plans to play at all. And then he uh, convinced me to play a couple of qualifiers that year and we qualified two times. So, um, I once again was done with beach. I was done with volleyball. I was like, all right, I'll do this career. Um, didn't like it. Uh, it was cold calling a bunch of people. So um, I remember one day in the office, I was like, what am I doing? I, I might as well go out, to, <laughs> go out to the beach. I'm not making any money here anyway. Nobody's going to give their, their life savings to a 23 year old. So I was like, you know, if I'm going to take the shot, I should try to do it now. Um, and I'm, I'm actually really thankful that my mom, I, I told my mom, I was like, I quit and I'm not looking for another job. And she's like, what do you mean you're not looking for another job? Like, I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to try to play volleyball at least this year and, and see where it goes. And so really the last, you know, two years I've been playing my life by ear for, you know, week to week just to <laughs> see what happens. Um, but yeah, like you said, now it, it kind of feels like it's turning a corner, um, I still wouldn't even really consider myself like a professional beach volleyball player. I don't know. I feel like you need to like win a tournament to, to um, be able to say that. But um, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm finally turning corner and it seems more practical now than it ever has. You, uh, you won a couple tournaments this summer. I mean, obviously not like an AVP, like a right. big one, but you know, you won on grass. I didn't know how proud you were of your grass background until you put on Instagram. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very, uh, I'm very proud of my grass skills. You try, you should, you got to watch some of the, uh, the film of Andy, Eric and Taylor playing grass triples, uh, in South Carolina. <laughs> I think I Absolutely. saw a few clips. Insane. <laughs> I could see you being good on the grass. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like the perfect uh, hybrid of beach and indoor kind of. Yeah. They need to start a grass tour out here. <laughs> yeah. I, did, just, I didn't realize it was a big dangerous. thing 
And then I went to Wapaka and I was like, holy cow. Uh, yeah, so you're on the East Coast. Yeah. Have you played Wapaka? I have not. I was going to go this year, but it was the week before the AVP. So I was like, you know, if I, yeah. if I test positive now, it's going to be all on me. So I can't go. <laughs> yeah. True. I forgot about the timing of that. I was like, but if you like grass, dude, that Wapaka is, cr it's insane. They yeah, have that's like what I've heard. 300 grass courts. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Me and Trev were signed up for that too. That would have been fun, actually, if, if like everyone was there. Just, yeah. Just to have a good time and ball out yeah and you need you need to get a fun one in here soon once the olympics are over you gotta play one of the iconic ones how long have we been saying that <laughs> since we started this show in what 2017 i'm going to the freaking maldives that's yeah that's a good one to start just go to a one star or something just go for what what is that one two star no it wasn't even an fivb tournament it was like oh. some private tournament i don't i don't really even remember how Adam got invited, but he asked me. I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in." Even better. That's the yeah. best. I went to a, when I first started my career on the beach. Um, Will Montgomery called me out to go to. We went to New Zealand, and that was amazing. But then we went to an exhibition in uh, Guam, and there was a pro am as well. So they like auction you off. And <laughs> I got auctioned off, and then I won the pro am. And it was the biggest payday of my entire career. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Just a small little program. Awesome. Mom was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and and we went surfing around the island like every day. And then I started taking things seriously and it all went downhill. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> so get it in now. Cause it's <laughs> time for that stuff later. No, well, how uh try how's how's your uh preseason been going because you guys are back uh on the beach now right yeah we're back um great i'm like so ready to go i'm you know how we always talk about you got to take a break so that you're like hungry to come back on the sand i'm, I'm beyond hungry at this point yeah the tim baumgren effect I like, well i just like hated being like knowing that we have something so big coming up and i'm just like in Hawaii basically on vacation and I was working out hard and and whatnot and I know that was valuable time uh with family but yeah it was it was just it was weird I've never been in such a great place doing such an enjoyable thing and, but at the same time my mind just like didn't want to be doing that I just wanted to be like grinding so now that we're practicing and like all that I'm 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 loving it yeah you kind of did uh what Misty May was talking about how she would go to Florida from like November to what, February. And then she'd yeah. come back and she'd say, I wouldn't touch a ball. When I get back, I'd want to do it so bad. Um, that's, you kind of yeah, did guess, it. You went to Hawaii, was, didn't touch a ball. Yeah. Lifted some weights. I was forced into it. Yeah. Not bad. It's good I to see it. everyone getting back on the beach though. Like you and Trevor back and Chase and Avery are practicing again. Um, I guess Billy's coming back in town soon. Andy? Yep. Billy's going to be here next Monday, I think through the fourth um, nice. train. So, yeah. That'll be good. You uh, go ahead, try. Let's hear. Um, I know there's so many new partnerships, right? Starting with Andy, but I know you're the one who, if anyone knows about all the new partnerships, it's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fill them out here. A little um, bit. So we got, uh, we got Andy and Billy and then there's, the, then the trickle down effect. So 
Then you got Chase Budinger and Casey. Uh, they got the old flame back together. Um, team team Instagram, the ENT show, uh, Troy Field yeah. and and Baranek. Um, were there? Was Eric like understanding when you guys split? Was he cool with it, or was he like, "Come on, bro"? <laughs> no, I mean he 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 understood. I think he he had some valid points. Like I said, the you know not getting a real chance at it and. Uh, um, you know, not having the full year. So he, had, he definitely had some valid points, but he, he was cool about it. He understood. So okay, it, it, was, it was all good. That's good. Um, but so then Eric and Troy teaming up left Tim Bomgren, um, a free agent. So he's playing with Case Beer. Ooh. Um, like so then I don't know what, uh, and then Kalinsky is playing with Hayden unless it's international, in which case Kalinsky's playing with Miles Evans. So I'd assume that Miles is playing domestic with Ricardo still. Oh. Um, I would guess Ricardo or Rafu. Not Piotr? Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, I guess Rafu and Piotr usually play together. Yeah. But... So you never know what the Florida trio are going to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Miles Evans is kind of floating a little bit. Maybe get uh, Ricardo. Yeah, Miles. So there's a couple interesting ones left. Like, I don't know what Stafford's doing. I don't know if he's playing just AVP or if he's not playing. Um, Avery is kind of a pretty high-end free agent. Um, Rosie's going to be coming back off an injury. Um, I played with Rosie today. Is he, like, playing, playing? Yeah, I mean, we just got, like, reps. But, yeah, I mean, he – he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna have a couple swings where i'm gonna have to shake it out a little bit but yeah he looked good today so i think this was probably his first day back okay wow that's good to hear yeah yeah because he's been at 16th street doing his rehab every day (laughs) so i'm glad to see him back yeah um so i don't know like who knows what rosie's gonna do avery which especially after him winning the kob like he's he's playing pretty dang good um, or if he wants to stick with defense, because if like, I mean, Avery's a really able blocker and, but if he wants to stick with defense, I don't know what blockers are left on the table. Yeah. So, I if Ryan Doherty's done, done. Yeah. He's actually moving to uh, your old stomping grounds and he's heading out to St. Pete. Yeah. That's what I heard. He yeah. should, uh, I mean, he could keep playing there if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard LT needs an assistant coach. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of moving pieces, including a lot of players moving to Florida. LT is putting together this like preseason training group, or and I know that you were kind of dabbling about moving down there for a bit. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's it's basically you know California, but half half the rent price. So yeah, <laughs> that's uh, the the main attraction. So. Yeah, so that's kind of the new landscape of the right. AVP for your try. All right, I appreciate it. I, I need to <laughs> I think Stafford's gonna be getting a lot of calls like, "Hey, are you done with this whole uh, <laughs> so. whatever you're trying to do?" Because uh, that's a, he's a pretty high free agent right there. Yeah, a lot of points left on the table. A lot of points, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, Sandcast peeps? Just wanted to take a quick break in the show to let you know about a holiday savings opportunity presented to you by our friends over at Wilson Sporting Goods. Here's the deal. You buy two OPTX, also known as Optic Beach Volleyballs. You get one 35% off. 
Basically, if you spend $100 on volleyball, basketball, football, or soccer products, you'll receive a 35% off coupon in the new year. And Optics Volleyball right now is $64.99. So if you buy two, you get a 35% off coupon emailed to you in January. Solid deal there from our pals over at Wilson. So get on it and uh, hook your friends up with a volleyball or two. All right, back to the show. Andy, what are your... In, in your mind, what's kind of your goals or dreams? Like, how far do you want to take this whole thing? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, if you play, you want to play at the highest possible level. So um, I think this year will be a, a good testing year to see where I'm at in terms of international play. And then obviously um, keep playing the AVPs. But, you know, ultimately, hopefully one day I'd, I'd be able to get to the Olympics. But you know, you don't get to just say that <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go do it and perform well and win tournaments. So, yeah, I've been trying for seven years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's much easier said than done. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, does Bill, have you talked to Billy about, um, whether you guys are going to go, cause I know he's got some good points, which is yeah. great for you. You guys going to get on the plane this year? Yeah. I mean, we're going to try to play in as many as we can. I think, um, you know, we'll see what, um, you know, I don't have any international points right now, so we'll see what tournaments we're able to get into with, uh, you know, the country code of stuff. And, um, but hopefully those tournaments start up in, in March or so, so we can, uh, we don't have to wait until June to play some tournaments. Right. Sweet. Stoked. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Dude, yeah. You're so excited. stoked that you have a partner that has points. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, that's yeah. a big Take deal. I know, uh, grinding the international circuit for points is super hard because you got to go fly to different places and hope you qualify so yeah i don't know exactly. i i love i love an 11 hour plane flight for 90 points <laughs> <laughs> i love spending a grand to win 250 <laughs> and no paycheck yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, i'm excited for you though i feel like um you've been putting in the work that people don't see it like they do with everyone else. Cause you're not super avid on social media and Instagram, but literally every time I'm asked to play in a group, it's like, all right, I also got Andy. You're in every <laughs> practice group ever for like the last like two years, you're out there every yeah. day. And then we played um, what it was me, you Lev and Tim, maybe, or no me, you chase and, and Cody Caldwell um, who's also an up and comer that people should notice um and then i was dead dude i was napping i look on instagram and i see like three clips of you playing fours like two hours later (laughs) non-stop yeah i mean you know there's uh there's nothing else to do especially right now so might as well put in the the grinding right now um but i mean that's kind of been my strategy since i came out to the beach i always try to say yes to the training groups because you never know who's going to ask you next and I'm sure you guys know, you know, you ask one person a couple of times and they say no, you know, two times you stop asking them. So I always try to show up to, to everything I can, I can make. Yes. And that's, it's super valuable. Cause then, and you do a great job of also mixing it up. Like you split block with Cody, me and you will switch sides. So I'll be on the left. You'll be on the right. We'll split. And you, you do, you practice every skill, which obviously yeah. you're not going to be split blocking with Billy but it's just such a well i still have to convince him (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. Your all around game is, is just so good where, you know, if you're, you getting like random reps on defense, now your platform control is that much better and you just have a good read for the game. I don't know. You just have this natural instinct as a volleyball player because of all the volleyball you've played. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, who knows one day, maybe I will be split block. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's fun, dude. I'll uh, tell you no. that much. Born Benish, every time. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> You just got to remind um, Billy about about how he did in the AVP San Francisco when he was blocking okay. and Stafford was hurt. He, uh, <laughs> he, he got a few clutch blocks up there during that one. I'll, I'll send him tough. up to the net a couple times. That, yeah. that was one of the craziest comebacks I've ever seen. Because Stafford like tore his oblique or something, and Billy was just a one man show in the semis. I don't know if you watched that, Andy. Yeah. I have not seen that one. I'll have but to look it up. Billy and Staff were down 14 to nine, I think, maybe 14 8. And oh, tried- I have seen that one. That was the right. year that they played the uh, Madison and Ty in the finals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they're playing Ricardo and uh, Reed and Try. You were calling it, right? Or were you playing at that point? Yeah, I was calling it. Okay. No, yeah. I was calling it. Reading <laughs> Ricardo, right? Oh my god, yeah. that was ugly. <laughs> and Billy was just like playing out of his mind, like he wasn't even trying, like fully. He had that one dig where it was over on one, and he just like turned around right off his platform. He just turned around and started walking away. He dropped <laughs> it on awesome. the other side. He started getting blocks up at the net. Yeah, he's all over. Yeah, he's the most quiet badass. <laughs> And he's also, I mean, kind of quietly like the funniest guy on tour as well. Yes. Just deadpan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in good but, hands. Yeah. I'm excited. I got I to gotta read one of his books, though, before uh, before we train together next week. I got them all yeah. up here for you. I can bring them. All right. I might come pick one up this week. Nice. But when I liked – this thing that Phil Dahlhauser used to do is when at the beginning of every season, he would set his goals into three tiers, right? So he'd have his, his reach goals, uh, his moderate goals, kind of like how you apply for college. And then his sort of safety goals, what I'd like to achieve. I don't know if you're a goal setter, but I'd be really interested to hear what you, what you would be looking to accomplish this season. Uh, Cause you mentioned kind of long-term big picture is Olympics. And I think you have, I think you have every potential to make it there. Um, just with your size and frame and skill set. But like this year, as kind of a first taking that big leap into the international game, what you'd be looking to accomplish? I mean, yeah, I think a reach goal would, you know, be trying to qualify for one of the big tournaments, but those are going to be difficult to get into, especially in the Olympic qualifying year. Um, I think a realistic goal for me would be to get enough points internationally this year where, I'm at least solidified into making some two stars and three stars on my own um, with points, with a, with another partner with points. Um, and then, you know, the, the base level goal obviously would be to, you know, solidify um, my position in the main draw for the AVP. Cause you know, right now I still don't have enough points to, you know, Billy's probably tanking a lot for, <laughs> for our position. <laughs> right now. So get those up. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the main focus is doing well on the AVP this year. Um, but I would like to start building up um, my experience internationally and try to get some points so I'm, I'm better positioned 
um, going into the future. And I think as far as FIVB goes, this is such a valuable period for you because after this year, I mean, how many guys are dropping off? I mean, Phil's yeah. going to be finished. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Nick's going to be finished. I think Jake's going to be done. Hayden's moving out of the international game. I and mean, you, have, you have all these guys with all these international points that are moving out. So this yeah, is yeah. like such a good investment year for you to establish yourself as one of our top four or five teams. So you're at least able to get into country quotas next year right. and move up from there. So it's like this year is almost like an investment vehicle for 2022 and 23. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm looking at it as. And that kind of, that takes a lot of pressure off because then I don't feel like, you know, I need to go win tournaments right now. I can go try to, um, you know, learn with Billy and uh, figure out how to play with that ball a little bit better and <laughs> figure out how to travel. And so it'll, it'll be a good learning um, experience for me, for sure. Love it. Try what, uh, Good. What is... Um... Your routine, because you, you mentioned you're pretty much just playing every day right now and just getting reps. What is your off-the-court routine, look like weight training, that kind of stuff? I do a lot of um, body weight exercises with uh, bands for lower body, um, like a lot of shuffle stuff. Um, and then I do sand workouts on my own as well. Uh, for upper body, I mostly just do push-ups, chin-ups, and pull-ups. I've had, uh, I know Tra I've, I've talked to Travis about this, but <laughs> I have not had um, good experiences with, with weight trainers or weightlifting. Um, mm -hmm. At, at SC, I, I herniated like three discs in my back. My knees were jacked up. So did I. My, my view is kind of like, you know, what, I'd rather be 100% and healthy than, you know, be a little bit stronger, but I'm only operating at 75%. So that's kind of how I've, I've done it on my own because I know if I lift – lift by myself, my, my form is not good enough to, um, keep me healthy. A, a good trainer would keep you healthy. Yeah. And when, when yeah. your weight trainer is basically a football coach, <laughs> it doesn't work yeah. out for us skinny white boys. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not built to uh, deadlift 140 kilos off the ground. That's not, that's not we, what my body's built for. We just got to bump like a 10 ounce ball. So yeah, <laughs> no need. Unless yeah. you like that, which Travis likes putting a little weight on his back. I like heavy so, stuff. <laughs> you're a little thicker than us. We're kind of like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I just got to figure out how to make it functional and learn how to jump like try. <laughs> Good luck. No. I want to jump try, like what, um, what were some of the bigger things you learned your first year on, on the FIVB? Kind of where Andy's at now. Um, well, it, dude, it was crazy. It, it happened so fast and it was good that I had obviously a veteran partner. I just like absorbed as much information as possible from him. Um, but I mean, I felt like I could hang. It was just like the small, like strategy things. Like, what do you do in this situation? There's certain things where eventually it just becomes like programmed into your brain. But when you're younger, you're like, oh, I'm going to do like this, like fun little cut shot, loopy cut shot. And then they just like pass it up on two and just ram it down your throat. And you're like, all right, so I can never do that again. <laughs> so in that situation, you hit 
deep or whatever, you know, like it's just those little things that you learn where you keep losing by like three points, but you're tied until 17 or 16. And you're like, why do, how can I be right there with these guys? And then they always pull away at the end. And you learn that they're upstairs. They got a little bit, something more going on. So you keep trying to like figure out what exactly that is. Um, so it's just like experience stuff. And that's why it helps to have a veteran. They can kind of, um, help you realize that stuff quickly. But I mean, well, so we, Hayden and I played in a country quota. I had like no points. He had some points. We were dead last in the seating. Um, who was it? It was Casey Jennings and Avery, I think that like, if they played, we didn't even get into the country quota. And it was on, it was here in the U S they didn't, they weren't like getting along at the time or just like were annoyed and didn't want to play with each other. So they didn't, they slid us up in, we ended up winning that country quota and then getting a shot into what was it? Uh, one of the grand slams, China, Berlin, uh, China. Oh, it was China, Shanghai. And so we snuck our way in by winning that tournament. And then we go over there and we played Nick and Ryan in the qualifier we ran into them lose so we're out and then we show up for lucky loser luckily i had a veteran partner who knows that you go sign in for lucky loser even if you're out um and sure enough a team didn't show up or something happened so one team was going to get drawn out of the hat to get in sure enough we got drawn (laughs) and then uh and then we won our pool like we're i didn't know who these guys were i didn't really care I was like, you're just another guy as far as I'm concerned. You know, later on, I looked at these guys. It was like Fijalek and Prudel. Prudel. Um, I didn't know they were that good. I was just playing like Haydn, whatever, whatever I got to do, I'm going to do. You tell me what to do. And we won our pool. And so that gave us points. And we ended up being able to get into the next qualifier, which was Berlin. And then I was just fucking listening to Sensei. <laughs> Biden and we literally went through the qualifier and through the whole tournament and won the tournament. And then I was like, Oh, I guess I'm on the world tour. (laughs) But I mean, in terms of advice, it was like, yeah, just learn, just be there to learn and, and don't take it one match at a time. Like it's the, my secret to winning in Berlin was legitimately not even worrying. I didn't care if I went to the next round or, did anything i didn't even i wasn't trying to win the tournament it was just like focus on the moment like take advantage of every every point i get out there and um it it all kind of fell together you you you'll fall into the place where you belong put it that way yeah if you're just president and you put in the work and and whatnot and then by the end of the year you know obviously we had a lot that went in our favor but by the end of the year you'll have a good gauge on where you're at and you might be much more confident than you were in the beginning, which is the goal. Or at least maybe you'll figure out you don't want to do it. Who knows? <laughs> but you'll you'll find out by just like being there and putting in the work. Even if you lose in qualifiers and you experience that whole shit show, um, you just got to do it. Which like some some young guys I've talked to that are like, no, oh, I think I'm gonna wait until the timing's right, or I'm gonna I'm I'm like, dude. There's no waiting. Yeah. Best time is yesterday. 
take advantage of every opportunity because like it happens that quick. If I didn't plan that little qualifier, if I didn't come prepared to that qual that country quota, who knows where I would have been? Like that whole year would have been different, and then the whole quad would have been different, and I probably would think about myself differently going into this quad, and blah blah blah. So I think just take advantage of of any opportunity you get, which you already get one with Billy. So that's great immerse advice. yourself. I think try like what you were talking about is kind of the perfect illustration of if you put yourself in a situation to get lucky, a little luck enough times, it you're gonna catch a break. And I feel like any, not that you getting picked up by Billy is a break, but you've put yourself in enough situations where your name could get noticed where now you got your break and now it's a different scale. You and Billy are right. going to go travel overseas and you're going to play in four stars and you're probably going to play in qualifiers and odds are you might lose one in Shanghai. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next week <laughs> you get your points. Someone doesn't show up and you're straight into main draw. I don't know. I feel like that's what almost all of what beach volleyball success is, is just putting yourself in enough situations where success will happen at some point. And, right. and now, you know, try yours is totally sustainable. You don't need a lucky break anymore. And, and Andy yours domestically, you're there. I mean, you and Eric were in the champions cup because you guys had both done the same thing. You both had, had the opportunity to quit. Like you had your financial career. I remember talking yeah. to Eric and he had thought about quitting enough times, but you just put yourself out there enough times. And here we are, you're getting scooped yeah. up by one of the most consistent volleyball players in the world. <laughs> the goal for you now is to be your own financial advisor you have to yeah and then you yeah. give it to yourself <laughs> i don't i don't think i would even give my own money to myself <laughs> at least you're smart enough to know that yeah exactly <laughs> andy one of my favorite memories was in chicago that avp next gold like two years ago and when we played you and adam in the semis and we ended up winning and adam you know, of course, storms off. He's furious and irate. And you're kind of like, you got that huge, big old Andy Benish smile. I was like, what's up, Andy? You're like, I just tripled my net worth. <laughs> it's, it's like a $200 yeah. check. <laughs> Always a good day if you make any money playing volleyball. <laughs> it is. It's good to It's good to live in that level where you're like, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever. Every little bit you get, you're like grateful for. Right. If you go straight to having all the money you kind of get spoiled and then if it drops down it kind of sucks and like takes the energy out of it yeah i mean i i definitely started from the bottom in that sense but i also like went straight to grand slams like i was telling you and i mean berlin was the purse that we won we split 58 g's 57 Jeez. g's and that was like coming from like the full bottom before that well, and th but then like that followed up by a full grand slam season nine grand slams the money's good there was like million dollar events and then now we're in the star system and like you can't even make it i mean compared it's like the money's a fourth of what it was yeah yeah so i mean i've <laughs> i'm riding the roller coaster now <laughs> but it's good to at least be towards the bottom at some point so you have so it feels really good no matter how high you get you some know. perspective yeah perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well have you uh have you and billy talked about where your training center is gonna be billy making a sand court in idaho or are you yeah trying to go i don't know 
<laughs> well, I know we, we've we've talked about um, obviously he's coming down next Monday for the training block, but we'll probably do a decent amount of uh, two week training blocks. But yeah, who knows? I mean, I've never been to Idaho. If he's got some beach courts up there, I might, <laughs> I might find myself up there pretty soon. The new hub of beach volleyball, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Well, uh, Wendy, do you have any anything else that you want to cover today? Anything uh, that we might have missed? Um, no, I think you guys got it all. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy you guys had me on again. It's uh, it's always fun talking to you guys. Not a lot of uh, uh, volleyball podcasts. So I'm glad you guys are doing this. Yeah, and I mean, you're like you and Billy are like the first big piece of volleyball news of the new year. So we we appreciate you guys for making some noise for us to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anything that i can do <laughs> love it well, we're, we're circling around to ask uh, one final question to our guests again it was a uh, back by popular demand from a couple listeners um if you had to give one piece of advice to an up-and-coming beach volleyball player what would that piece of advice be play as much as possible play skinny court as much as possible love that awesome uh, so play skinny court. Well, Andy, uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you uh, either tomorrow or the next day out in Hermosa. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for coming on again. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys.